It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com everybody welcome back to the second episode of the you should know podcast thank you so much for all the support and all the encouragement on the first episode it surpassed any expectation i had but that's enough of me y'all know about me today we have a guest that is literally the epitome of why i started this podcast (laughs) you have bro your wisdom and the gems you can give to these people i i know it's just like everything i wanted this podcast to be but let me give them the rundown He was voted the 2017 and 2018 best personal trainer in Austin, Texas. His goal is to help you be physically and mentally healthy. And you can sign up for his online PT and programs at linktr.ee backslash Izzy Elubadi. It is the one, the only Izzy Elubadi, man. I appreciate (laughs) you coming on here. I'm glad to be here, dude. I'm super excited. Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm so bummed again that they didn't hear what we talked about in the beginning before it all went on. That's (laughs) what, like, we've been in here for probably three minutes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> great conversation already. It's been great. So many gems, and they're only for me. I know. Only for me. <laughs> a little just for you. Yeah, but we'll, sh- we'll let's let's start from the beginning because I like to do a beginning, middle, end for my podcast. Well, beginning, middle, now. Ooh, and I like that. So yeah. your beginning is super unique. Whenever I was doing prep for this podcast, I was looking at stuff, and I was like, no fucking way. Wait, I want to pause you. You you did your research, which oh, is 100%. awesome, by the way. I, yeah. I want to be like everybody listening. That's super pertinent because I've been on some things where it's you find out who is who the uh, moment of, and that's yeah. not super. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can miss so many good things. Yeah. If you go in having just an idea yeah. of who you're interviewing or who you're having a conversation with, you can get so much more out of yeah, it. Yeah, dude. It's and, intentional. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with <laughs> your story, I was literally on your Instagram, and one of your Instagram highlights was, you know, the German flag. And I saw that I clicked on it, and it's crazy let me not let me let you explain this so yeah, you, yeah. you were born in germany yeah dude so we uh, i was born in germany a little city called Wilhelmshaven, and uh i lived there for about 10 years um and then uh kind of long story short we moved here to america um started over you know what i mean and and just mm-hmm. kind of rose rose on the economic or rose rise it, whichever one it's it's uh, our podcast we no, can I, invent yeah. words <laughs> i'm trying to think of a dictionary here yeah. but um rose the, on the ranks of like the socioeconomic stratus here in america and mm-hmm. went down this route went to college and uh kind of you know pursued personal training but kind of the thing that's kind of the super concise version right the, the mm-hmm. details uh that kind of make the the whole german thing pertinent and important to mm-hmm. me and worthy of instagram or posting on instagram is that um, like when, when we moved, my dad took us from our mom when we were young, okay. um, and I haven't seen her in 16 years. So there's a, there's a woman out there, my mom in yeah. Germany who hasn't seen her son yeah. for 16 years. You know what I mean? She, the last time she saw me was when I was 10. Yeah. So versus like now. <laughs> yeah. Like literally just got, cause I, I knew, I read this information, but hearing you say it like chills, like I, I couldn't imagine that. Yeah. How, how do you think that shaped you? Dude, that's, that's a intense ass question in a good way i mm-hmm. mean it um man i mean so we well, you know like if you don't have like so i, I didn't grow up with that motherly presence right mm-hmm. so i mean it 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 did a lot of things like mm-hmm. i i grew up obviously i think when we look at like the psychology of not having that kind of feminine energy in your life it, within your like super um uh like that stage of life where we're it's it's we're just very oh, there's a word for it i forgot it's 
formative years, like mm-hmm. within your formative years. I don't know why I blank <laughs> formative. Um, like I know super intense muscle groups and super yeah. medical names of everything. But, but formative I, got you. Yeah, formative got me. Um, but yeah, so when you know when I'm learning of the world, like from was it like ten to ten till now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, but even then, like from ten till let's just say 18, that's about eight years where there isn't a mother there, like your mom. You yeah. know, I was fortunate enough to be adopted into a family later on in life, um, and I had that. But even, like, it, you know, and her name's Pam. She, you know, I love her to death, and she knows this. We, we talk regularly. Um, but like, And I say that, I preface it that way because it can be hard sometimes to be, like, a – like a foster parent mm-hmm. and then there still be like a real parent, like yeah. what a unique dynamic. Right. And For so, sure. um, it, it's, I had a motherly presence, right. Um, and like a nurturing presence, but I didn't, I didn't have it for four years prior. And when I did have it, it wasn't like my mom who I knew who mm-hmm. I grew up with. Right. Mm-hmm. There is that, that chasm still there. Yeah. Um, and obviously with that too, you know, any, anyone adopted a, a parent or a kid in, in any kind of adoption realm, foster realm understands when it comes to like familial dynamics, it's so unique. So, yeah. um, not growing up with that, man. I mean, it, it definitely changes you, dude. You, you know, how you view the world, you know, how you view women, mm-hmm. um, yearning for them. Like I grew up just super focused and, like hyper focused, almost uh, dependent, like very codependent on okay. women because of that. Like yeah. you know, when they they say m- like daddy issues, when you know the yeah. dad wasn't there or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that's a real thing for other people. Like for men who didn't grow up with mothers, or even women who didn't grow up with their mothers, right? Like yeah. those things have detrimental effects. But um, it's cool, man. Like it, you know, that's a negative or an adverse effect of what happened. But um, I think it from from the adverse like effect like my my acting outward from those uh internal changes like i made a lot of mistakes that i learned a lot from so i think even though i grew up with it like it didn't serve as a as a crazy hindrance you know i Mm -hmm. wasn't just damaged goods you know i wasn't just a statistic that has mom issues or like is weird with feminine energy or Mm -hmm. something you know what i mean like you make the mistake and if you're conscious enough you can you can understand like hey i think i'm I'm noticing these patterns in my relationships where I'm doing these things. And yeah, if I really ask myself the hard questions or if I really do the hard thing and, and evaluate truly and zoom out and zoom in and and ask again, ask, ask, ask a lot of questions about why you're doing what you're doing, you kind of can trace back to, you know, child trauma or yeah. trauma in our childhood. Do you think, where did you get that introspectiveness from? How were you able Dude. to just be like, okay, I know these patterns. I caught that because there's, people that have grown up in perfect households, yeah. no trauma at all, and they can't, you know, yeah. realize things about themselves. How did, how I did think, you do that? I think trauma is, is trauma slash pain. Uh, Charles Spurgeon, he's a great philosopher. He says that it serves as a megaphone to mm-hmm. rouse us amidst our deafness, right? Yeah. And so, like, oftentimes growing up, like, even zooming back when I was a young child in Germany, like, my dad was... A lot of people know this. I shared on a lot of podcasts, too. Like, he was this Pablo Escobar mm-hmm. of Germany. He was, like, the Central Intelligence Agency guy in Iraq. Like, crazy-ish. Jason Bourne, dude. Like, the, the Middle nuts. East. Beast from the Middle East. Like, he was Jason Bourne Sinbad. That's you know what nuts. I mean? That's like, I can say that. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can put the Arab emoji in there. Yeah. But, like, um, but that's who he was. And so, I mean, when a guy like that has a, a kid or has kids, mm-hmm. man, like, you can imagine it's going to be weird. Like, yeah. those kids are going to grow up weird. Yeah. Um, and he was he was super-duper abusive. I mean, you know, we grew up on the laps of prostitutes watching like poker games with like coke on the table, like people getting stabbed. Like you see that stuff, you know, it's nuts, dude. I know. And at the age of like four to eight to ten. Yeah. So growing up, like I, I, I started seeing things that were just not what I thought I was supposed to see. And that's because I had like media and TV. And so mm-hmm. I would see how Hollywood or or just the the media portrayed life mm-hmm. like Zach and Cody or yeah. uh, whatever with Shia LaBeouf. What was that? Uh, um, the, that was a good one. I forgot. Um, even Stevens. Even Stevens. <laughs> yes. That show. I don't know why as a kid it terrified me. I don't know why. No, I don't dude. know why. I think, dude. Ever since, anyways. That's yeah, yeah, side yeah, topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like that's when I noticed. I was like, you know, I think kids like you're supposed to have fun. Like mm-hmm. you're supposed to frolic and like run around and. I don't know, like just getting into fights and like, you know, playing mud and stuff. And yeah. I just wasn't, that's like one, two random things, right? But mm-hmm. I never, we were stuck in our room, like having to read biology books at the age of eight, like wow. stuff like that. So 
and then we would see like sex and and and, and like violence it was mm -hmm. so crazy so i saw, i learned to observe and question mm -hmm. through trauma through like novel experience and um and i just kind of carried that pattern i learned that i had to ask questions to find the answers and i found a lot of answers at an early age um through seeing a lot in an early age but then that introspection i think carried all over to like my adolescence and even my 20s now where i I can make a mistake quickly and then and kind of say, okay, why did I do that? You know, mm -hmm. um, yeah, a lot and a lot of it is relational. Mm -hmm. You know, again, how we act as a result of our childhood um, is a result of a, a lot of our childhood. And so, if we have that introspection to see, like, hey, why am I doing this? You you can notice, like, ah, I did this because I yearned for that attention from that person. Mm -hmm. I really don't know them. I don't like them this much. Yeah. You know, stuff like yeah. that. So, but you don't ask those questions when you when you don't have trauma like when we're comfortable mm -hmm. we don't ask questions yeah you know when i mean that's a lot of austin like we're very very freaking comfortable yeah. dude like, yeah and we don't ask any hard questions because we don't have many hardships here that's which a, is that's true okay we work hard for it yeah. but we just don't and so as a result i think we end up being not introspective we don't ask a lot of the hard questions we go through our life as a robot you know mm -hmm. we don't challenge anything we don't push the envelope we listen to all the rules and don't question why it's even in place maybe right. um, i'm all about following rules i'm all about doing the right thing but you know the great minds of old say like you have the moral duty to disobey an unjust law in a mm -hmm. way you know so yeah. it's people aren't wondering that you know yeah. um but we need to yeah. it has to do with the body it has everything to do with the body mm -hmm. like if we're talking training too right mm -hmm. like we don't audit ourselves. We don't we don't wonder what our body ought to feel like or mm -hmm. how we ought to move, right? As a basketball That's, player, dude, yeah. like your range of motion is everything. Yeah, for sure. Right? So for sure. if 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 your shoulder range of motion like that was a horrible explanation, right? But <laughs> um freaking just didn't even get near near the rim, dude. <laughs> right. But like if that's if that's screwed, you're you're screwed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you can only know you're screwed if you ask yourself, what does it look like to not be screwed? Mm -hmm. And what is great range of motion? Mm -hmm. What is an optimal life? How ought I to live? You know, that's deep. Yeah, no, that's really deep. And before we get into the, you know, what you're doing now, the training and everything, you're going back to Germany. You, you've been working yeah, on it for dude. a long time. And recently <laughs> there's been some big dude yeah. moves forward. Yes, man. Oh, dude, I'm excited. I got to learn how to contain this. But um, yeah, man, I uh, so I did a lot of this work. I mean, kind of going through all the, the hoops immigrationally. We came here as refugees and then we had to turn uh into asylees and then we had to turn to residents then permanent residents then i was i was mailed like a couple of years ago when i was in college i had my green card mailed to me but it was it like everything said it was delivered but it literally was never delivered wow. and i did some research and there is kind of this like super rampant issue in the usps the united states postal service mm -hmm. where um they uh they uh like if they notice it's like a green card mm -hmm. some people kind of just snag it and sell on the black market yeah, yeah, dude, it's kind of crazy. I mean, my brother, like, uh -huh. I have, I had a brother growing up through this, and he went a different route. Like, mm -hmm. he stayed with my parents. I ran away and got adopted, but he literally just bought like an identity from some about of someone yeah. in the dark allegedly. Web. Yeah, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. I like it. I got you. Don't no, worry dude, about it. Those legalities are on <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> this is all for podcast purposes and entertainment here at the You Should Know Podcast. You just winked. I love it. <laughs> Why is this so perfect? But um, so I, what I, yeah, allegedly. So. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like it's a crazy world out there. So mm -hmm. I didn't get my green card, man, and uh, I had to go through all of it again. I mean, like it's like thousands of dollars and so many little fine print pieces. But I got all the documents, and now I'm just waiting for a call from the government to mm -hmm. go get a stamp. And then I'll be booking my flight and having uh, two of my best friends come with me, kind of <sighs> documenting it in a way. Yeah. Yeah, dude. 16 I years, man. Like, just picture that. Can you, know? you even imagine what that's going to be like? I, I've tried a couple times, man. Um, and it's it's something. Man, like, dude, some days I'll think about it, and I'll just weep. Like, mm -hmm. a hardcore unattractive weep you know yeah. like wailing yeah you know like it's nuts but then some days it, it just gives me like this peace i feel as if i'm like at this culmination of a big chapter uh, a big protagonistic climax in my story in my life story you know mm -hmm. and i feel like this hero you know i have this i've never felt so confident in my life because i'm I, i'm you know I am doing something seemingly impossible, you know, like for sure. 10 years, like I found my mom on YouTube, dude. I saw a video that she posted like, Hey, we're still looking for you on YouTube. When I did everything, looking everywhere to find her, like em embassies, immigration, I called everybody using as much German as I knew at the time. I'm super fluent in it now. Yeah. I have to practice it again, but like all that couldn't find her. And 
you know, 20th century YouTube connected me. 20 years ago, dude, 20 years ago, maybe I would say, yeah, 20 years ago, because this happened 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. You don't have any tools to find yeah. some, like somebody from this. I literally have to go to Germany. You know what I mean? I, maybe the time to get my papers would have taken double the time, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I imagine it and, and it just, I'm like, I'm at, I'm at the end of something big here. And, you know, it's hard to gauge like the universe or God or whatever, man. But like, yeah. I'm like, this just feels realer than anything, realer yeah. than training people, realer than the nine to five. This is the real world. This is life outside of Austin. Like there are kids in this on this planet that go through this, you know, mm -hmm. I'm one of them. Yeah. Um, and, and most of the time, those kids that go through that, they end up being institutionalized in a clinic, you know, they're mentally just unhealthy damage, like, you know, committing suicide, like statistically, mm -hmm. I shouldn't be here, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And For so sure. I, I know my role and yeah. I, I've never felt so much purpose and reason in my life, yeah. you know, justifying why I do what I do. Yeah. And so um, this whole Germany thing hopefully serves as a catalyst to show people the real world, man. Um, and get us to maybe ask these questions that we're we aren't asking, you know. That's inside. I'm super inspired. Like that's that's unreal. And yeah. you know, good luck to the to Thanks, you. Dude. And I can't wait to. It's gonna be on Instagram. Where you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what a um, weird so, question. Though. Like this yeah. thing you're about to do. Is it gonna be on Instagram? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, because yeah. that's no. the, you know the way the world's like connected now. Yeah. You know, if I want to hear about you know the next was, chapter. I, I'm excited, yeah. dude. Like after I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna keep everybody tuned in. Um, you know, I think the cool thing is is that like I've been battling between like, you know, honoring the moment mm -hmm. uh, and um, and and honoring myself in it. Like, can mm -hmm. I getting rid of any expectation? You know, I'm doing all this imagining. I'm like this close to seeing my mom yeah. after 16 years. You like, can't blame yourself for doing all that. Yeah, yeah. dude, it's a weird mental game, yeah. dude. And, and now in this training season, I've actually like just slowed down specifically okay. for this Germany thing because it's taken precedence. It's priority number one. Mm -hmm. But I've just done nothing, just mentally prepping myself for it like yeah. i can't start a new venture right now yeah. i'm about to go to germany yeah. you know i can't do this yeah so it's it's been a weird one man but we'll see it unfold yeah i can't wait to see it and going into your career now whenever you came to the united states when along the road did you decide fitness this mm, is what i'm doing yeah, this is what dude, i'm passionate that's about. a i love that man i remember i remember the exact moment i when we came here i uh, i stopped playing soccer for a little while i was playing soccer in germany that's like you know, World Cup winners, like yeah. you're playing Germany, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, we came here and we're just starting over. We're like homeless for six months. Like there's no way I can play soccer, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. But I started it back up and I just practiced. I played some catch up, I worked really hard and I made it on my high school team. And I remember one of the kids there, David Deweese, one of my good friends, he, uh, he showed me his protein drink. And I was okay. like, what's that, dude? Why are you drinking chocolate milk? <laughs> He's like, no, 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 it's, it's something protein. I was like, protein? like like the stuff your muscles made up of. He's like, no, 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 dude. Like if you drink this after you, you train or you run, like it'll help you rebuild your muscles. You get stronger. And I was like, like steroids, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like creatine that one yeah. kid uses. And then we thought creatine is steroids. Mm -hmm. Like, so he's like, no, dude, it's like healthy. It's like you eat, like if you eat more, you get stronger. So I was just like, I was like, can I have it? He's like, no, you know, but yeah. I, I like tried on my own. And I was like, protein, I'll look it up and see what it's about and I just I, I learned that you can ingest something and it change your body you can do something mm -hmm. to change your body for the better you know what yeah. I mean and when I noticed I was like I, I just noticed like a, a pattern essentially like you know you can breathe you can if you run a certain amount if you do something a certain amount if you impose a certain stimuli on your body at a certain frequency a, a certain result will come mm -hmm. about, right? And you can create a desired outcome based on how you tune those frequencies, right? Yeah. Of that workout or the types of workout, whatever. And so I learned that and I just got so passionate about learning how to change the body. I think I think I more so just love that one can change. Like mm -hmm. I grew up super overweight. There was a time where I was super underweight. Like I've been on all the, all the ends of the spectrum because we would eat like we would eat like so much food and it was like greasy Middle Eastern food, rice and lamb and all that. And uh, we, I would drink Coca-Cola more than water. Like I would drink three liters of Hill Country Fair Cola, dude, Suc like sucralose water. basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and so that I mean, I was not healthy. And so when I learned that I could reverse that, mm -hmm. dude, I was all in. I was so all in. I wanted to learn more and more about the body. It was it was crazy. And you're vegan now, so and I just this is the first time I'm hearing about you know your crazy diet you used to have. Yeah, and now you're like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it, it does your choice of being vegan now does that 
come from your childhood like of okay I know what it feels like to eat all this negative food and how my body feels and yeah. or was it just like I want to try being vegan so so I'm actually plant-based there's okay. a little bit of difference like and I know okay. it's crazy because like if someone has a plant emoji on Instagram you're like oh they're vegan you yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah but plant-based is 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 kind of like I don't know how to I don't want to I want to honor both kind of like schools of thought or ways of life uh, with veganism it, it's it's uh, it's like a bit more in depth. Like you, can't, like you're not wearing silk underwear because silk comes from silkworms. Okay. Um, you're not, you know, you don't eat collagen because I, I believe that's like uh, uh, bone cartilage from animals. Um, you know, I think some vegans don't eat almond milk even because the pollination process is super taxing on the bees when it mm. comes to the migration and the whole pollination process, right? Uh, even though, you know, almond milk is a great plant-based mm -hmm. alternative, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but being plant-based is kind of maybe the, the step before uh, veganism. And, and one kind of layman's easy way of saying it, which doesn't do it full justice, I want to make very clear, saying that veganism is kind of like the like the next level, the step up, or kind of like religious in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like you're doing it for, um, you know, like the school thought where uh, – where you believe that like animals have feelings and they can feel pain, mm -hmm. um, whereas plant-based people might or might not believe that. You okay. know what I mean? And so, Makes sense. Um, and and my at least where I'm coming from is being plant-based. I wanted to experiment with just making a base, okay. a principal foundation of my diet, plants, and see what happens. And I did. Mm -hmm. And uh, Prep Tudor has been super awesome in helping me with that. They're a plant-based company here in Austin. Um, and a juice line. All these awesome like plant-based companies have helped me kind of pursue like f now five, four months, I think, uh, of intentional eating, like just with making plants my, my foundation. Um, and dude, I've never felt this good in my life. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like uh, not just endorsing it for the sake of all the hype, but I, I didn't want to do it because of all the hype. I didn't want to do it because like the politics and like the, you know, you're e if you're a vegan, you're crazy and you're like a religious nut about it right. or, or you're not and you're a horrible person because you're killing animals. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ease into it. And um, I actually met, I, I was doing an event for Vega, their plant-based protein mm -hmm. company. And so one of my buddies, one of my best friends, Mike, was there and he uh, talked to me and meeting him and his girlfriend and a lot of other plant-based people and vegan people, they... Uh, kind of showed me like what it was all about and they were like it was so cool it wasn't like down my throat it was just super chill and I learned about it over time and I I felt so confident that I got to make that decision I didn't feel pressure to do it so I I was like you know what I think I'm gonna just try to be plant-based for a little while like I, I want to see what happens I feel like right you know like I had a lot of stuff happen in my life how about like a little reset you know mm -hmm. let's let's see what happens for six months you know anything good worth doing is going to have like a long-term effect, but you got to do it for a long while. So why not try this plant-based, right. you know, I get to, I do get to help, you know, make Austin a little bit more sustainable. I get to be intentional with my purchase, my dollars, my eating, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, I started kind of being more conscious about like, uh, being more sustainable when it comes to, you know, like, uh, waste or, um, like my shower routine, right? Like the care, the, the chemicals and parabens and even the containers, right? Like mm -hmm. just thinking about like, man, this stuff really stays in the earth forever. It does not biodegrade. It takes thousands and thousands of years for this to even have a dent in it, you know? Yeah. So maybe I can live a life with a smaller, you know, like chemical carbon footprint, in yeah. a way, you know? Right. Um, and I wanted to, I want I wanted to be intentional. So I was like, let's do this. And yeah. so I have greater range of motion now, dude. Um, it required me to slow down which is okay. a super pertinent part of any kind of successful anything. Yeah. Slowing down. Right. Uh, you know, I was able to become way more flexible. I'm weirdly stronger, but I've lost weight and I've lost a little bit of muscle. But I think that's that difference. Like our body has this amazing ability to consolidate muscle usage, right? It's mm -hmm. able to go and tell like, hey, I mean, there's the analogy of Milos and the, and the calf, right? Like mm -hmm. if you carry a calf over onto a mountain for it to drink water, this is a, in the storybook uh, holes as well. Um, as that calf grows and becomes bigger, you become bigger since you've been carrying it over time. Right. It's progressive overload. Right. You can progressively induce a, a dietary change, you know, same thing with mental, but it forced me to slow down, eat more intentionally, cook at home, uh, shop differently, shower differently, think differently. And, and it's cyclically, it's like a cyclical effect because the actions to be more plant-based made me think and act differently. But because my diet was cleaner and the things I'm ingesting were like better for me, cleaner, um, you know, non-GMO, like it was a simple, healthy ingredient. It was, 
it was basic it yeah. wasn't there were there weren't chemicals that i couldn't pronounce in it right yeah. and i started ingesting it on like a high frequency my thinking cleared up like i'm thinking clearer than ever yeah um i'm i'm just i feel like i just this level up i've been feeling in 2.0 real hard real long right yeah. now just because i'm like i just my ingestion my audio ingestion my dietary ingestion my any stimuli like i've become intentional about what it is that, that that i'm eating or ingesting you know what's what i'm feeding my eyes and ears and everything and i just feel so great dude yeah and yeah. i i heard you say it now and i also saw on instagram for vega i watched the video where you were talking about going plant-based mm. and you said you can think clearer now and mm. you really stress mental health mental yeah. health uh on your Instagram and you know through your training programs when did you realize that physical health and mental wellness work in tandem dude yeah I think the moment I probably failed at like a deadlift or something I don't remember specifically the moment but I I knew that my workouts were affected if I didn't have a clear head you know if I had an argument with a friend or a significant other my whole day was kind of ruined and so and obviously too if if I primed myself like if I changed how I woke up and I, I maybe listened to something motivational in the morning. Maybe I meditated in the morning, right? I just tried all these things. I noticed that my days were better. My workouts were better. Mm -hmm. I was more in tune with my body. And so I, w I would just experiment, man. Same with the diet. Like I would just, I would just experiment and feel out what's going on, what's the, what's the result. And I would notice this pattern again. Like, okay, man, like when I get my eight hours, when I really try to get eight hours and the hour before I go to bed, I turn off the TV. Um, if I maybe meditate before bed, I, I ease into sleep and I sleep deeper and then I wake up way more refreshed, no bags under my eyes, right? Mm -hmm. I feel looser, like I, I'm just so, I feel so loose, my spine is loose, I have this great range of motion. Um, you know, I listen to a motivational thing while I shower and then I set my intention for the day, right? That's all brain work, that's all yeah. mindfulness, yeah. awareness and, and then my day just, dude, I, I, I felt like I could truly put a stamp of approval on that day. You know yeah. what I mean? My stamp of approval. Yeah. Do you feel like peop it has, your mind and your body have to work in tandem for you to be successful Ooh. in the weight room? Because there's a lot of people that, you know, I know personally that, you know, go through mental health issues and like they can't control it. They can't mm -hmm. control when they wake up and they, you know, don't feel like doing anything. Yeah. Can they still be successful in the weight room like if they want to build a nice physique do they have yeah. to be it's hard man like it's it's kind of the cycle right like you tell people hey like i mean i have even i've had i have a my brother used to be depressed i used to be depressed like um and we're told like if you're depressed or if you're hurting go and do be outside mm -hmm. impose that stimuli right actual sunlight actual air greenery right like different colors you see the world the way it ought to be seen when you do that enough something happens some sort of like you're living how you ought to so mm -hmm. you're feeling how you ought to and those kind of follow suit with each other in the same way like if you're depressed you know you don't you don't have to or i'm just using depression as an example yeah. but like you can go to the weight room and still be kind of like not in the zone but the sheer act of doing it can realign you back into the zone you know it might be the very thing that makes the mental get better right mm -hmm. i noticed that for me Okay. I noticed that working out was a mental, uh, like, uh, positive uh, effect. Like, it, it had a positive effect on my mental. Um, but I also know that if I started with a positive mental, it affected my workout even more positively, right? So it, I think they're exclusive and inclusive of each other, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's a weird balance, man. And that's why it's very case-by-case case as well. You know? For sure, yeah. Like, I, with my clients or anyone I talk to, I'm – there isn't one standard like you're depressed like you need to go work out and yeah. you'll get undepressed like, yeah no, for no for sure you know what I mean? yeah yeah so yeah. but it's it's so linked dude um you look at like even like our mind right like it's our brain and our brain is a muscle and our brains first like it's the the brains if you just look at the structure and and um kind of the purpose of it and what it does um you notice that its main purpose is to move this body it's supposed mm -hmm. to live survive right hunt do so we're, it's an objective minded muscle essentially um so when you do things when you move when you move the way your body the way it ought to when yeah. you use your brain the way you ought to you weirdly start feeling the way you ought to which is clearer yeah you know not depressed but living mm -hmm. like you ought to yeah it's a t-shirt idea way to happen no but yeah if you no, i've been hearing it i'm like i'll definitely get that t-shirt i gotta i gotta learn how to shopify <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, for sure but yeah man no yeah that's great and outside of you know mental health and you know 
all that you know really true deep stuff there's people out there majority of america majority of people that are just lazy you know they just uh, people are like you know you hear this all the time around the you know uh january 1st it's my year to go to the gym and then you know it you know weathers down after a while or people just like this week i'm going why do you think people don't go to the gym why do you think people that are like you not just don't go but have the mindset to go and then just on like a random Wednesday they're like no yeah. how do you how do you lock in how do you be consistent how do you be consistent man it's a hard question it, but it's it's hard because it's simple you just you have to do it mm-hmm. like it, it there's n- I know it's the platitude I I read it all I get annoyed by it too yeah. but when you just when we, when you start getting older and you just do more of the right thing you realize like you just have to do it. Like, you can't give up. Yeah. Um, like, the reason why most people give up is because it's hard. Yeah. That's it's it's. Look, dude. I mean, how old are you? Twenty. Twenty, yeah. dude. I'm twenty six. Like, okay. I remember me when I was twenty. You're doing so great for twenty. By I the appreciate way, dude. Like, that. I, I, dude, I, I would slap my twenty self. But, <laughs> I appreciate um, that, man. but at like, at least in my age, when you get older, like you realize, like, dude, like the world is just a division of people. Mm-hmm. The people who who do the thing they're going to say and the people who don't. Yeah. And it, and and that's okay. The beauty about this is that people can change. Right. That's why these systems and training and all this stuff is in place. But Jefferson says it this way, he says that there are 80% of people who don't think. 15% of people think they think and 5% of people actually think. And I've kind of noticed in my young still naive observation of the world um, that actions kind of meet that division, that kind of that ratio. Most of the people that I meet, like, aren't thinking, are, are wanting the easy thing, want to pursue comfort. And then it's that five and 15%. But the beauty is that you can be in any of those and change. Like, yeah. it is an awareness. Yeah. It is truly an awareness. And people can hear that and they can get upset about it um, because I think they're hearing something they need to hear but don't like it. And the 15% and the 5%, like those people that are truly intentional or at least trying to truly be intentional, like with a pure motive and pursuing virtue, doing the hard thing, which coincidentally is almost always the right thing. Yeah. You know, like they know, they're listening and they're like, no, yeah, I remember I had to go through some traumas. I had to do some things. I had to grow up, right? Yeah. Um, but you, you start realizing like people fall off because it's just hard. Like yeah. we're so used to, I can go on a rant about this, dude, but, like, we're just used to short-term, like, short-term pleasure, short-term fulfillment, fulfillment, short-term missions, short-term everything. We forget, like, this mechanism, the body, dude, it takes a long time to change. It takes a long time. But if you, like, I almost, I'm so tempted to create some sort of program where it's, like, a money-back guarantee 30 days because if you do sleep for eight hours, I can guarantee people 100% they sleep for eight hours a day. Uh, and if there's some like weird anomalies here and there, it's still okay. If 90% of your month was eight hours of sleep, and 90% of the month you had in the amount of water you ought to have, and you you impose the, uh, the amount that you need for stimuli when it comes to exercising, and you, you rehab accordingly and you eat accordingly the mm-hmm. way you ought to for said stimuli, the workout, your body will change and you will change. Most yeah. of them tend to, to create like a school, like a, an academy from like the Greco-Roman yeah. era where you come in and you're one person and you leave and you're virtuous. Yeah. You know, like the great minds of old wanted to do that, but it requires that. Like the reason why people quit is because they do a month of burpees and they're really hype about it. Mm-hmm. And you realize like, dude, only doing burpees didn't do it for you. Like right. you needed to sleep accordingly. You, wait, you needed to meditate. Like I know meditating is weird for a lot of people. I get it. Mm-hmm. It used to be for me. I do it regularly AF now, dude. Like I have to. I want to get into. That. I can't. Dude. I've tried because headspace, headspace. I, I yeah, I heard about. I saw it on a on an ad on YouTube, and I wish I would have done it. You know, whenever free, I was dude. learning to meditate. Yeah. yeah. So we would. I played JUCO basketball. If anybody knows anything about JUCO basketball, it's super underfunded. So you, I'm eight hours on a bus with seven footers, and you're all Jeez, like this. Yeah. So I was trying to sleep. It would be like. Our game would end at nine o'clock. You'd get on the bus at like ten. Yeah. So you know you're trying to sleep, go back eight hour drive, and I couldn't sleep. And so, I've I've heard J Cole talk about. It. I've heard other people talk about meditating. Said so you try to focus on one thing, maybe a sound or, or something. I honestly don't know how to yeah. do it. How or, do you or just meditate? I what I like to do is I, if I don't use the Headspace app, 
I, I just, I just, when I'm still, I find a comfortable position that might be laying down, that might be sitting up. Like I want no tension. Okay. And, and I've noticed the best, like I even encourage you to do floating maybe. Floating. Uh, the reason why I said it is because if you can mitigate any kind of or as much stimuli as possible on your body, then you can really like hone in on your brain and your mind. Yeah. And then I just usually like, I just think, like I think and look and kind of like this spot right here. And I just, I just like think there, I look there, you know, and I, I let thoughts come in there. I literally just exist. And if I think something, like, oh, okay, cool. And then I just, I, okay. I, like, so you let thoughts yeah, come in. Yeah, so you, and then I you're don't. thinking whenever you're meditating. I'm not though. Like, cause our brain, our brain does yeah. without us wanting right. to do it. Like you could be rolling out and, and like doing rehab and like a traumatic experience happens mm -hmm. or a memory comes up, right? Like. Mm -hmm. Our body just, our body, our brain just thinks. It just thinks. It just does. With you know, it's it's involuntary a lot of times too, but it's very voluntary as well. Yeah. And so you can voluntarily let your brain be involuntary or act involuntarily, and have control over it. It's hard. It takes yeah. it takes some practice, and it took me spending some time with that Headspace app for sure. Okay. But um, yeah, man, like it's it's a direct correlation to any kind of betterment. Because dude, if you can control your thoughts, you can control your emotions. If you can control your emotions, then you can learn how to be patient. You can be a better boyfriend, girlfriend. You can be a better husband, wife, partner, whatever, you know. It's, it's a lot of this is control, man. It goes back to training and success. Yeah. We learn how to slow down and just control. That deadlift, it's cool to lift it from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. But if you can slow down and really feel everything, shoulder, scapular retraction, everything, and just lift that perfect line of energy going up, you're so good at that point. That's a cleaner, it's gymnast-esque, it's very mm -hmm. graceful. I always think of dancers too. That okay. sounds weird, but like yeah. the way they move, it's intentional, yeah. it's yeah. fluid. And their their body, dancers and gymnast bodies have the most strength. Why? Because they pursue that control. That's that's really deep. And the thing about my meditate, so whenever I try to meditate, I've done it in my house. I've done it, you know, just, I try to find the most like secluded place, try to, you know, where I'm comfortable. Yeah. And so, but I have like, I have anxiety, like bad anxiety. Same, yeah, so dude. yeah, so when I'm sitting there, I'm just like, oh, three thousand things are happening. I'm like, breathing nope, too. That's I'll it. tell you, breathing actually. So I can't believe I didn't mention this. Breathing helps, especially okay. with anxiety, in public or whatever too. Like sometimes just like taking deep breaths. Again, like what we've done is this goes back to how we ought ought to live. It's about intentionality. Why are you doing what you're doing? Is it how you ought to be doing things? And when I look at like slowing down, we should be able to. So if we can't, what's wrong? Okay. Something we're doing is not what we are, what we ought to be doing. And then you look and you're like, okay, well to calm down, what's required? Okay, eyes, no stimuli. Oh, we need oxygen, breathing. And so taking in super deep breaths into the nose, out through the mouth, patternizing it, you know, four seconds in, six out, whatever. There's certain number patterns that elicit a, a different kind of emotion or like uh, effect. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but it's breathing slows you down because Breathing directly affects our heart rate. If our heart rate is slow, then everything else slows down with it. So people thousands of years ago found out, obviously it starts with breathing. Okay, time out, time out, time out. There is a little technical issue whenever we were filming it, so I didn't know, but whenever I got home and started editing it, I realized that two of the cameras went out during recording. Normally I have somebody behind the camera, but I couldn't this time. So for the rest of the podcast, it's just gonna be straight Izzy. You're just gonna see him, which is great because that's what we're here for. We're here to learn from him and he has a bunch of gems to drop for y'all. So this is the timestamp for how to stay motivated through success. Here's a timestamp to learn how to find the right information for fitness on Instagram. If you're looking to get into PT or training, this is the timestamp where he gives you advice on how to get started. Then Izzy gives us great insight if college is necessary for those who wanna get into PT or any kind of creative field. And finally, I went to Instagram and told you guys to ask Izzy questions so he can answer your questions personally. And this is the timestamp for that. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. Okay, that's it for me. Bye. Yeah. And this yeah. isn't on the docket, but this is a 100% serious question. Have yeah. you ever thought about being like a therapist or getting into that? Dude. Or a counselor <laughs> at high school or something? Dude. I, yeah. Oh, dude. You, I would love to. I, I used to be a pastor, actually. Okay. So I, was cal I used to counsel a lot. But, dude, it was... It was dumb, man. Like it was, I was, I was still very young and I was a freaking pastor at 21 to like 22 or 23 mm. and I did not know the world yet. And so, um, but I, I love it. I, w I would love to be a counselor and I, I dance with that idea a lot, you know, because I know, dude, I just love, I just, I love helping people think, man. I want to, I'm, I want to do like after the Germany thing, I'm thinking of doing like a couple of certs and stuff just for like mental and counseling. I would love to see that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah.
Yeah. No, yeah, because I was sitting here and I'm like, I'm learning about myself when you're yeah. just talking about you. I'm learning about myself. I'm like, oh, damn, that, that uh, makes dude. sense. People, if, dude, you know, we're all counselors, man. I think it's our role to help counsel other people. Mm-hmm. But obviously we've like, dude, I want to normalize going to a counselor, dude. Like that's, dude, I'm a personal trainer. Like I'm the counselor for your body essentially, right? But inadvertently, yeah. I'm also the counselor for a lot of people emotionally. It's right. really funny. So, but um Counselors are just personal trainers for our brain. So I always strongly encourage it. But we also can counsel each other. That's a good friend is a good counselor to yeah. you. He, who, he, he who counsels you well, you know, is a good friend. And so we ought to do it. You know, you, dude, when I walked in here, you didn't know it, but like you had counsel that I listened to. And I was like, oh, interesting. You know what I mean? Okay. Not, it's not age restrictive either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I deem you to be successful. I don't know if you deem yourself to be successful because everybody has, you know, this is. Mm. If I achieve this, this is what success is. Smart, yeah. I like that, yeah. So I, I see you. I'm like, oh, this guy is successful. And do you see yourself as like successful? I think so. I do. I do. I, I'm doing everything I've wanted to do. Okay. And it's, in success, how do you stay motivated to keep doing more? Because yeah. there's, you can reach the peak and be like, yep, I did it. I'm sitting back now. Yeah. How do you stay motivated to keep wanting to do more, keep achieving more? When it comes to wanting to do more, man, honestly, like. There comes a point where you you do something and you're like I made it. You know, I remember that was like winning the best trainer the first year in the row, right mm-hmm. or the in the magazine, and uh, I thought I was gonna like just kill it and I did. Yeah. And then uh, I realized I was like okay, but this isn't everything. So I started looking at other things. Right, I look at like you know can I be a Gymshark athlete? Can I be a Gold's Gym this? And I, I start creating these next goals and I, I achieve them. And I'm like okay, there's gotta be there's gotta be like a goal goal like having the best program or something, whatever, uh, being like Arnold. But I realized kind of quickly in the game that like you're always going to want more. Um, and and you just, in terms of success, like how do you define it? What does it mean? Like how do you keep wanting to do more? It's, it's realizing that like first off, you're going to keep hunting the wrong thing if you don't learn about the hunt. Like if you want to be successful, you have, what does success even mean? Anything that you want, ask about it, like learn about it. Like if I want love in my life, I have to learn about love. I have to learn everything that it is, right? Or at least as much as I can handle, right? So if I want to be successful, I have to learn like, what does it mean to be successful? Well, does it mean that I'm happy? Like, okay, when am I happy? Well, what about joy? What is joy? You know, so I realized like for me personally, success is not like materialistic things, you know, even those things are abounding right now. And I'm really thankful having like where I've I've come from. I'm like, this is crazy. But um, yeah, I just I I usually stay motivated for the next successes. um, Thinking about like how are how is that? What is the way that I can do this current thing to help other people? You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, yeah, success is a tough one, man. It's it's how are you successful or how can you be motivated to keep pursuing it? I mean, ask what it is first and then and then obviously go for it, but learn that it's not some tangible thing. You're it's really not about like getting it. It's about maintaining it. I think Pitbull says that too. Shout out know? to Pitbull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he like you're gonna get to wherever you want to get to if you do what is necessary. It's just simple. It's yeah. simple matter of fact. When you get to where you wanted to get to because you did what you needed to do, you're going to realize, okay, like this is a current space that I exist in, this area of success. Because uh, most of the time we usually attribute success to some material thing. So let's just say you get that house. Okay, cool. Now what? Yeah. Okay, let's get, you get the Rari. Okay, cool. Now what? Like, now what? Then then you maybe realize, okay, success means something within my body. Maybe it means I, I win this accolade. Maybe I'm the fittest person in Austin. Maybe I'm the... Okay, and then what? Like, yeah. what's success? Okay, maybe you helped build wells in Africa. Maybe you helped cure cancer. And then what? Like, what is success? Yeah. You know, we got to get the right idea about it, you know? And so I think it's success is what you define it to yourself, you know? Yeah. Like, that's like finding a dating partner, you know? Like, it's not one thing. It's not a one-size-fit-all kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very case-by-case, case, you know? And, and it, we can't tell someone else's success idea is bad or good. Like if someone wants a Rari, go for it, dude. Right. Like that's cool. I they look great, and mm-hmm. I'm super. And even me doing this right, I'm like, it can be very like pitying. But I'm like, no, nah, dude. Like I'm not you, and I, if that's what you want, and you're happy when you have it, fuck yeah. Yeah. I think I think if you want to listen to me, I think that might be short term, and you, you could use that money somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, that's just me. But um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So for me right now, success is really helping people. I, I wanna, obviously, if I were to. 
if I were to kind of create like a little list or something, it would be this Germany thing. Um, ho successfully having like a good outcome of it, you know, like uh, packaging it, making it look good so it can help inspire other people. And then, I don't know, like a gym, you know, better, more sales on the program, you know. Yeah. But other than that, like I, I would, I want to help people. It might mean getting more certs to do that very thing. I got, I got two big goals, two that are like big success things for me. But I want to, I want to normalize teaching ethics in schools. Like if I want to lobby for that politically, okay. you know, um, and 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 equip, um, and kind of bridge and equip underprivileged families, bridge the gap between you know, like Whole Foods food and their access to it. You mm. know, I grew up in that and I did not have access to that. Yeah. Looking back, I, I know how to do that, you know. And so I want to I wanna help teach a lot of people how to do that and kind of reform our whole education system and reform the whole system. Yeah. I mean, we should be doing a lot of things very differently. For sure. We're not doing it the way we ought to. Yeah, for Teaching, sure. Teaching, moving. Actually, it's a lot of lack thereof. A oh, lack 100%. of true teaching, lack of true moving. That's 100%. And, yeah. you know, to round off this whole success thing, at the end of your days, whenever you're, it's time to hang it up, what do you want to be able to look back and say, yeah, I accomplished that? Dang. Man, I just, I want to I wanna look back and, and say that I made a difference, man. Yeah. That's, that's all that I want, man. I, you know, people don't like it. Like, memento mori, like, remember your mortality. Like, I'm, man. I was born and I'm gonna die one day. Yep. It's not scary, you know, it's just real. I might get scared more of it when I get closer to yeah. it, probably, right? Like yeah. I'm talking like I'm invincible <laughs> right now, like, geez. But I, I I, know I have a certain amount of time here, man, and, and if I can do anything I can to help make it better for my kids, my, my wife, my partner, or whatever, their kids, then I'm gonna do whatever I can to make that happen. Yeah. And I, I think I will, yeah. you know? But I, I wanna look back and see that I did yeah and people can already tell you're so different from majority of you know fitness Instagrams that you see especially for me whenever I was uh you know because I'm a skinny guy you know I weigh like a, <laughs> a buck 90 maybe <laughs> six up and a buck 90 bro uh, six at night yeah, yeah I see you. so <laughs> it's like I'm, it's it's slim yeah. it's it's spread out but so I'm looking on Instagram like, okay, let me try to find some fitness accounts. Let yeah. me see who's going to help me get jacked. And I go on <laughs> these fitness accounts, and there's not a lot of information on some of them. And yeah. they got, you know, you see like 3.5 million followers. I'm like, okay, so they must know something. But then you see it's like, oh, they're selling tummy tees. And I just yeah, like, dude. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I'm not learning anything. I mean, you look good. Yeah. How do I look like that? So <laughs> when you were. Great question. Yeah. <laughs> When you were creating your Instagram, <laughs> when you were creating your Instagram, how did you, were you aware of that? And what, did you make a conscious effort to like, this is how I'm going to be different. This is yeah. how I'm going to separate myself. 100% dude. I knew, dude, I was watching Steve Cook like five years before I went into the game. I knew five years before I got into this, that I wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. I needed to take care of some other stuff, bills. And I wanted to, I wanted to put in an action like what Steve Cook, what Arnold did for five years. So okay. I did the hard jobs. I did the bay, uh, pill paying, bill paying. Wow, um, worked the hard whatever's. Like got the certs, had the experience. I also trained people while doing a nine to five. Um, I did all that work and I studied the game and I studied the the market and the industry and what's going on and. I saw I was super, super saturated, one. Yes. And then two, saturated with a lot of misinformation. Uh, and I used to live that out. Like, I remember, like, you used to have to show your abs to sell a program in a way. Mm -hmm. But we've gotten, we've learned now slowly that's like, okay, dude, you can have abs, but your internal will be so messed up. Like, your gut, your literal second brain, dude, is so messed up because you're eating nuggets. Mm -hmm. I, dude, literally the foot of my car had, like, a week's worth of, like, nuggets because I needed to get my protein in. And no wonder, like, I had horrible acne yeah. and, like, it was just coming out of my skin, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, um, but I, I I looked at that and I, I was like, no, there, I want to inform, again, how people ought to move. Because I knew that if people do the thing with their body that the, the way they ought to, if they do the thing they ought to, man, the, phys the physique naturally follows. Mm -hmm. Again, dude, 80% of people, we want to look good. They want to look good. I get it. Um, I did it for so long. I spent eight years training hypertrophy, just getting the gains, looking the part, looking cool and jacked. 
and I couldn't, I had no range of motion. I couldn't climb. I was like, I used to love doing that stuff. Yeah. So you can do the right thing in the wrong way for a long time and it really messes you up and that's everybody. And that's a lot of these Instagram guys. Um, they're, they're misinforming. They're, they're giving maybe one chunk of the information. You know, they're saying that, I don't know, man, this is like a big soapbox for me. Like, I feel like there are a lot of personal trainers out there basically making people sweat. That's it. Yeah. We're not equipping them. We're not equipping our clients with a mental like tool belt, you know, like what ought you do or ought you to do if you, if you're anxious, should you work out, you know, like, is it okay to not work out sometimes? Where do we get off on the idea that we have to work out every single freaking day? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how much water should you drink? Every, we're not, we're not equipping our people at all. You know what I mean? And so I, I, I personally think I can do way better too now in terms of like equipping on Instagram, right? Like I'm there with white letters and doing uh, leg days. Yeah. I'll write leg day all day, but it's not just hypertrophy. It's function. It's range of motion. It's static, eccentric, dynamic, right? Plyo, everything. You're that muscle that you're going to get, dude, you're going to get jacked if you do the right thing. Yeah. It's just be patient. Again, yeah. these guys, a lot of these guys are selling a short term low quality product for short term uh, expectation people. That's, that's, and so, yeah, like if 80% of the world is wanting something quick to fix their body just to look good and that's it. Yeah. Like it's a very shallow reason. It's, it's not like negatively or like I'm not talking about or anybody, but it's just, it's just like shallow. Like you just want to look good. Okay. Like that's, you can, you can, yeah. but it's, it, there will be no foundation and your body will literally hurt. Yeah. Like you will not feel good. You will have no range of motion, stuff like that. Um, you'll probably overwork and not sleep and have anxiety because why wow, you need to look good because you believed some rule that you need to look good. Yeah. You need to look super fucking jacked or yeah. something like, no, you know? And so, um, I want to, I want to differ myself from those people and learn how to like, just equip people. I, it's, I want to, I want to equip people for them to never see me again. Okay. Like I get joy from helping people fi figure out their splits or what they should do on a certain day when and what frequency. And then I want them to practice it. I love my clients who like actually learn how to roll. I love my clients when they do that workout day that we talk about because seeing me for one session isn't gonna do anything. Right. Watching one leg day video for me, not gonna do anything for you. Right, so for people that wanna get into what you're doing and not be the conventional, you know, like what we were talking about, the negative side of everything, the saturated part of everything, what advice would you give them? Mm, that's good. I would say if someone wants to do like, what advice? That's, there's a lot of pieces of advice I could yeah. give them, but I would say just to start off, I would say study the market, like study the market, look at what's going on, look mm -hmm. everywhere. Like you're gonna, because if you're trying to get in there and you're just gonna do mirror selfies, right? And tell and like writing bullet point workouts, then you're not gonna do anything. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, if you're gonna sell workouts and programs and stuff, like how are you equipping people? Are you talking with them? You know, um, learn learn what it learn what real fitness. This is cheesy and it's very virtuous, but like, what learn about what actual fitness is? Okay. You're a personal trainer. You're supposed to train the body. If you like, I mean, I'm all about the NASM certifications and stuff, but. They're not equipping us fully on how to train people at all. Okay. Not at all. Yeah, and I saw you stated that uh, you don't need a PhD to start becoming a trainer. What is the most important part of becoming a trainer? Is it relationships? Is okay, it? That's a good one. Yeah, I think it's just knowing knowing people. Um, because if you know people, you learn people's motives, and one of the big motives in this fitness industry is wanting to look good. Mm -hmm. So if you learn the why behind why someone wants to look good, their why, you can help contour it and see, okay, like we can get you looking good, but we gotta do it in the right way. Right. You just trust me. And because of all the info that I, you know, like touted to you client, um, if you do this with me for this amount of time, we're gonna see that result. You're gonna start seeing, but you gotta be patient. Right. Yeah, I always try to bust out to new clients that Jefferson quote, because you got to think this, this is the, I want them to know, I want anybody starting up to know, like the industry that we're trying to get into, that they're into, that they're trying to get into essentially, you're dealing with 1% of people in the world pursuing betterment. Yeah. Um, and out of that 1%, half of them like start and do it long enough. Sorry, just start. And then some of them drop off. And then half of that half 
like do it long enough, but they do it in the wrong way. Like they, they mm. did the output just to get the aesthetics and now they tore a bicep, right? Like mm. that's, I've, I've seen that happen yeah. multiple times for the sake of size only. Yeah. Like that's, that's, it blows my mind. And I used to do that. It's so crazy. I can't believe I did it, but I did. The other one is like 0.0001%. Those are the people that are going to do the right thing long enough in the right way and listen to you and eat accordingly, roll out, foam roll, rehab, float, meditate, whatever. Mm -hmm. Do all the things because this human body is supposed to move a certain way again. And just lifting it for curls yeah. is not it. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. they need to know that they're getting into that industry. You know what I mean? They need to know that it's super saturated and everyone wants to start but no one wants to finish and do the hard work not a lot of them do everyone right. wants to start so you're getting into a business where you're about to have people pay you some money real quick and drop off all the time and you're going to think mm -hmm. it's your fault you're going to think it's like you have a, you're a bad trainer yeah it's, n it's not that most of the time honestly yeah and i don't know if we were talking about this off camera or on camera but you're talking about going to school like a lot of people are like, no, I, I don't want to go to school. It's not important. And you were mm. saying how it was. But, you know, I see personal training, and tell me if I'm wrong, as a mix of, you know, education and the creative field. So a lot of people in the creative field, like people with what I'm doing, people who are in arts or whatever, we sit in school and we're like, I don't want to learn how a butterfly affects the ecosystem. Yeah. I want to go make videos. I want to go draw this. Yeah. I want to go do that. Do you think that going to school for a personal trainer is important or should you just focus on getting your certification and building connections? Yeah, I think s going to school in a different way is saying like getting educated. Mm -hmm. And currently the a lot of the schools in the school system aren't educating appropriately or educating uh, a person the way they need to we it's it's not varietous it's not it's not case specific it's not person specific it's it's very conveyor belt it's okay. it's just very one product everybody learn how it's the albert einstein picture if you've ever seen it, i'll send it to you it's basically one tree and you've got like a giraffe a gorilla a lion you've got like a goldfish in a bowl a cheetah and like this albert einstein looking character says okay class you know, if you're first test, you're going to have to climb this tree and you've got all these different types of animals, yeah. different, you know, mechanics, thinking, having to climb this one tree. Like that's what the school system is mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, and for so, sure. Yeah. And that's... so like you might be a cheetah, dude, and you might kill it on flat ground running. Right. Mm -hmm. You might be a killer predator, but you're in a system where you get to never practice those. I look to a lot of Europe and a lot of Germany does that where their school system primes kids to test and try things before that, they commit four years vocationally to this it's rad dude that would change our education system so much yeah because i know personally so many people that are like i'm not doing school because i want to do this and yeah. i don't know why i'm learning this i don't yeah. know why i'm going to class every tuesday and thursday and measuring the circumference yeah, of a snow cone it's tough man like because yeah. like we're told that we have to and I, I look at like certs and and diplomas as a fancy way of telling people that they have to listen to you now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have my college degree and okay. I I have my cert, all I have is my cert, but I'm able to go ahead and like dabble in, in, in PhD-esque science for the body. Um, I, I can hang out with master's degrees of kinesiology and, and I sometimes know more, only because though I think my own passion for it carried me so far. Right. So I don't think you need to go to school Maybe ask that, that kid or that person wanting to get into personal training, they need to ask themselves like, who do you want you educating? Or who do you want educating you? You know, okay. um, I, I use an, I love some, someone specifically right now in Austin that I love is Sumer. He, he trains uh, a couple of my friends and he's trained a couple of other friends too. And it's, it's this guy who literally just, he's the sensei of the body dude. Like he knows it so well. I'm like, I would rather kids go to him and kind of get that intensive study, kind of that apprenticeship for the body and and be freaking equipped out the wazoo dude rather than a NASM certification class or even the UT training program. Mm -hmm. they, they, they all do, they do educate, yeah. but I feel like you could have learned so much more in such mm -hmm. little time mm -hmm. with more intention and made it more creatively applicable to a client and learned relationship. These classes aren't, I mean, I don't know, it's been a long time since I got certified, man. I've gotten the the continued education constantly, but 
I don't know if any of those like formal classes when I took mine like years ago, we weren't taught about how to talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't taught about bedside manner or like how you ought to say something, mm -hmm. you know, how to, I think like you can't just pull out calipers on someone that's not very comfortable, like lifting their shirt, you know, it's just right. protocol. Right. But you aren't taught that. The book right. says this, so you, you're coming into your first session with calipers. It's mm -hmm. really scary. <laughs> yeah. And so already the gems on this podcast have been crazy. I'm going to have so many clips to put Let's out. Go, yeah, a, a lot. And whenever I, a couple of people ask me who's the next person on the podcast, and as soon as I, you know, booked you and we got everything ready to go, I told them, and ask him this, ask him this, because no so way. many people are like wanting Dude. to learn about the body. <laughs> and so. I went to Instagram today. I was like, you know, let me just get their questions. Out. I wish you would have seen. I would have put in a, a, my own question in there, like, <laughs> like a little toss. Yeah, up. yeah, like, yeah. Like a homework for me. Let me see. Um, this one is a good one. How do you eat healthy on a college student budget? Mm, that's a really good question, dude. That is because we've associated health with money. We've we've associated it like a luxury. Health is apparently a luxury, and it's not. Um, the question is say, how do you eat healthy on a college budget? Yes. Cook. Cook. Okay. There's nothing cheaper than cooking. Um, even even the expensive Whole Foods, mm -hmm. it's so much cheaper compared to going out, right? And, and oftentimes we ask and we say college budget, but it's also a college time budget. You have to be intentional and budget your money and budget your time to have a day or two a week mm -hmm. to dedicate to cook for the next couple of days. Right. It's the only thing that makes sense. It's hard to cook every single day all the time. Um, maybe you could cook one meal a day in the house and it could be something simple like salmon and broccoli. You obviously have to know your like calorie um, separation in terms of carbs, protein and fats, but um, you, if dude, the quick one, one liner is cook at home on a college budget. You know, okay. um, there are there are HEBs out there. I I almost love and hate this question because it's really tough yeah. for a lot of people. I mm -hmm. dude, I I remember you know like tuna cans and rice. That was super yeah. duper budget, man. Yeah. Like tuna cans and rice, tuna cans and rice, and I literally would smell like tuna. I would sweat. Mm. And I would smell. It was bad, dude. Mm. Had juju, <laughs> but um, not the healthiest, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely college budget, but not the healthiest. Yeah. So there is this like having to meet each a little bit. Um, but cook and look at the ingredients, keep it simple. It's ironic that sometimes the simplest of ingredients are the cheapest, you know what I mean? And then we're worried too, like we eat, we really do eat a lot more than we need to. We yeah. really, really do. And mm -hmm. so you realize like, okay, that, that higher price Whole Foods maybe might inadvertently lower your portion size the way they ought to as well. Because we're in America, I'm no joke, even, even healthily, we're eating way more than we need to in terms yeah. of portion. Okay. Yeah. So I hope that answered your question. Um, what are some of the main keys to build and maintain explosiveness? Ask that again. <laughs> what are some of the main keys to build and maintain explosiveness? Build and maintain with any kind of mechanics when it comes to kinesiology or biomechanics, you mm -hmm. wanna just practice it, so it's repetition. So if you wanna become more explosive, I look at like um, a squat jump as explosive fly movement, right? If I wanted to train somebody um, in, in becoming more explosive with the squat jump, which would mimic it, which would mimic, it would trickle into jumping, sprinting, um, picking yourself up off the ground, kicking, et cetera. If you wanted to do that, you would definitely look at the mechanics. So if you wanted to get more explosive, you do different varieties of that plyo. Box jump, if you look at a box jump, you can focus on jumping up on the box but then also you have to you have to condition your muscle that's whatever muscle group that you're trying to make explosive or the complex muscle region that you're trying to make more explosive you have to do the negative version of that movement you have the come down the mm. jump down we're always focused on jumping up yeah. right what about jumping down what about the reception of the movement the the d like the the de oscillation or de escalation of that movement right yeah. um, what about mimicking that movement with weight um, doing it with one foot unilaterally, right? Sideways, hit every plane when it comes to the body. I'm using just box jumps as yeah, an example because yeah. it's really easy to grasp. Mm -hmm. But yeah, side box jumps, um, high knees, leg complex, right? Squatting. Um, I go back primarily most of the time to control. Like if I want, if I want to be more explosive, yeah. and I'm not trying to get lost in the waters of all these different techniques of explosiveness because there's a lot of them and they all do work. 
Um, and, but then we get we kind of get bogged down like when I should be explosive, when and how many times I should hit legs and how, you know, when should I recover? Um, I almost say like, dude, first and foremost, if you want to become like you, if you practice the easy explosive moves, like mm -hmm. the super simple, you're like, dude, I did this in elementary school. Yeah. I guarantee you, if you couple that with the right water again, I'm talking gallon a day. And if you sleep that eight hours and you roll in prehab or whatever the day after and before, mm -hmm. dude, you're going to become explosive. And you mm -hmm. learn how to control the movement. If you want to learn how to jump, dissect every part of the jump. Okay. But it's 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 um it's really hard to consolidate it, man. But yeah. like dissect the movement, practice it in a variety of ways, practice it in multiple um uh planes, um, add different stimuli to it, right? When it comes to um uh weight, resistance type, you can do you can literally do work with bands, ankle mm -hmm. weights, vests, um carrying it with weight there's so many ways to become explosive i could talk um, about this for hours no yeah we need a second podcast no 100 percent. i might break this up into two podcasts <laughs> this is great um i think for the final question oh, i wanted to save shoot. this till the very no. end because this was everybody asked this and i think everybody asked this. I'm everybody scared now, asked dude. This. it's 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 one of the most popular questions in the world um a lot of female friends of mine oh god asked, no please dude <laughs> No, I promise you it's not bad. I'm not trapping okay, you right like, now. Like, I'm not trapping you no. right now. You're good. You're good. Oh, God. This is my safe place. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're good. because I thought you're I was good. safe. You're good. I promise you. But the the number one question, I'm pretty sure if you go into Google, it's probably the number one asked question. Oh, God. How do I get thick? Dang. Okay. I was, okay. That's, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. really. No, like, yeah. I, I promise you. I got you. You're safe. <laughs> You are safe. Dang, dude. I was like, if I got on the spot, I would hate you so much. I wouldn't do that to you. No, man. I don't know even what the question would be. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, how do you get thick? Dude, what is thick? Talk to me. Like, what is the kind of, like, slim thick, thick thick, yeah. two Cs, I'm sure. C and a K? Like, I'm sure, you know, if I were to guess, it would be, <laughs> it's just like a nice slim thick, something, yeah. something good. Dude, if you're trying to get thick, caloric excess. Like, okay. Um, a great, a great combo is like we're eating in accordance to hypertrophy and training in accordance to hypertrophy. So I like to, I usually, I literally just have my, my plant-based buddy even, dude. I mean, you would think you can't make gains on plant-based or anything. Had this guy already increased 10 pounds and in, no, was it 10 pounds in six or four weeks? One of those. Still really, really yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, he got thick, right? Like bulky, jacked a little bit. And um, he was eating in excess calorically and he was training in accordance to a hypertrophic response. So like he would train six to eight reps. Um, sometimes you're feeling crazy. You can do 12 for a little bit of endurance and it would all be within a minute, 45 second to a minute rest time. I think that's even like the clinical, clinical like standard when it comes to hypertrophy. So we're trying to get thick. That means the muscles under it, mm -hmm. under the, you know, everything is trying to get bigger, but then, we like a little bit of padding, like that yeah. little, you know, slim yeah. thick, I guess. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Such a unique question. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. Floric yeah. access, eat more and then just work out that region, your whole body. Um, you got to do the whole body. You can't just do leg days. You can't. That, homeboys that, can't. Like, we can't be doing just upper body. Yep. And if you train your legs, your upper body grows. Guaranteed. That's just how that works. Is that right? A hundred percent. People That's a gem. That. I didn't. I didn't know that. No, dude, that is a gem. Well played. Yeah. And if you're trying to train your, if you train your upper body, your lower body will get better. But if you only limit it to your upper body, no. Uh, your lower body is supposed to carry your upper body. Like we yeah. got to work them out in tandem. Right. Yeah. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You learned how to get thick. That was the raging question. Y'all got it. Dang. All right. Y'all made me. Y'all made me get it out. But Dang. uh. You know, if you have any more questions, you be sure to hit up Izzy on Instagram. Izzy, go ahead and talk to your camera where you, they can find you at. Yeah, yeah. You guys uh, can follow me on Instagram at Izzy L.U. Beatty. I think uh, you're going to post it up there for them to see. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. I'd lo I love asking and asking uh, and answering a lot of questions. So if y'all have any, feel free to shoot them at me. Yeah, I promise you guys, this guy, his knowledge is goes beyond anything i've ever seen you can see he's very passionate about it we can literally sit here and talk Dude, all day about dangerously things. dangerously yeah. but you can follow me on instagram at psh8 or on twitter at the psh8 this is the you should know podcast izzy man Dude, thank you this was great good, this was great dang we'll see you next time oh that was dang. awesome bro. Dude.